Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello, welcome back to Smash Pod. This is part two. If you want to hear part one, why not go back and listen to that? In the meantime, here's part two. I hope you enjoy. I really do. Buongiorno. Oh, we present Il Grande Bandini, direct from the Victoria Palace. Oh, Victoria Palace, eh? I played there myself in my younger days. What, what kind of an act do you do? Escopologist. A what? I escape. Escape from what? From tanks, from tanks filled with water, from chains, from locked cages. Yeah, but not from your hotel bill, I hope. <laughs> they get stopped by the, a policeman who's played by the Big Lebowski. Yeah, it's by Santa. Mm, of course, Santa, yeah. Yeah, the, that, I think that shows uh, how relatively cool we are in terms of our movie taste, that you go straight to that one and I go straight to Santa Claus well, the movie. He's more David important. David Huddleston. That's right, yeah. Uh, yes, and uh, a chap called Mortimer McGraw. Yeah. Uh, who's who is billed? Um, he's an actor called oh, what's his name? Do, 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 do. Uh, Gig Young, mm. who uh, is credited special guest appearance, mm. which is odd when it's a one-off thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But um, he was a he was an Oscar winner um, for a film called They Shoot Horses, Don't They, or oh. something like that. And um, but at this point, his dec- his career was in massive decline. He'd uh, he'd been fired from Blazing Saddles wow. because he was a uh, because of his alcoholism. And uh, he was around about the same time as this. He was in a Gene Roddenberry pilot called Spectre, oh. uh, which is not about Bond, but it's about an occult detective. Oh, uh, which you know, um, I'm sure the, the the pilots for occult detectives in American TV were probably ten a penny in those days. He was called Ian uh, Spectre. Two... Yeah, that was him. Yeah, yeah, he played Ian Spectre in it. Yeah. But then two years after this, uh, Ian Spectre he... Moore. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that's him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but in in seventy eight he would uh, murder his four, fifth wife and then shoot himself. Oh, uh, with yeah. So um, enjoy this guy's performance. You can tell he's he, he's a bit kind of he's a bit rosy cheeked. You can tell they've put you know tried to clean him up, put some coffee down him to uh, get him onto the set. He's a bit slow in his delivery. Mm. But yeah, that's Gig Young there. So, but Santa's keeping him right. Yeah, but they basically say to him, we've got this case where we think gold's been stolen, and because of the letter he's got, he says, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm power- I can't do anything. And, and in order to remind the viewers about the letter, we get Moriarty's voice telling Holmes this oh, again. God. Yeah, yeah, because right. there's been adverts, probably, between mm. the two scenes. So they'll have gone off and done something, and adverts in America probably last about 25 minutes. They do, yeah. Yeah, there's been, um, they've, yeah they explain to Holmes that beneath Manhattan... 
there lies the International Gold Exchange, which can, contains all the world's gold. Uh, where every, there's a vault for every country, and you just move it between them in order to uh, transfer payments between countries. Right. It's like it's like PayPal. Yeah. Prior to PayPal, but um, in three days' time, there's going to be a transfer between Germany and Italy, and if it fails to go through, we're going to have a world war. Goodness. Quite. Quite why I don't know why Italy and not Britain. I don't know why they've had to make that the stakes. Yeah, because Italy didn't. Italy weren't exactly the biggest hitters in the First World War. Well, you'd know. Yeah, well, it took them over a year to join <laughs> after it all kicked off. Bastards. Ooh. Do you remember? Um, do you remember there was a Coogan Bryden thing in the early two thousands about them going on a cruise ship? I think it was called Cruise of the oh, Gods. Cruise of the Gods. Yeah. Yeah. Um, David Williams was in it, wasn't he? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, Corden. Yeah, but it was it was about these actors who, when they were kids, were in a very famous sci-fi program. It was supposed to be like Tomorrow's People. Or... Mm. But the part, the Coogan character in that went on to be a very successful actor, and Bryden didn't. Mm-hmm. And at the time they were going to do this cruise, Coogan was doing a TV series in America, not in real life, obviously. I should say, mm. I think it was called Sherlock Holmes in Washington, <laughs> or something like Sherlock Holmes somewhere. He was playing like a hip, cool Sherlock Holmes. Ah. In modern day, and I always think of that when I think of any uh, Holmes adaptations, particularly the was it Elementary, yeah, the John Lee I, Miller one, which I'm told is very good, but I've never seen. Same, yeah, yeah, uh, I'm told it's excellent. But uh, I, I, the one I always think of, the more outlandish ones, was the uh, late '90s, early 2000s animated series Sherlock Holmes in the 22nd Century. <laughs> Did you ever see that one? I didn't know. No, it had um, yeah. For someone had for some reason after he murdered Moriarty, uh-huh. uh, Holmes bricked him up in an ice cave and kept him there. Oh. And then you know, hundreds of years later, somebody um, extracted Moriarty's DNA and cloned him. But oh. uh, luckily, Holmes had also been frozen or something, so he's brought back to life. He's got a robot Watson. Right. And uh, a sort of futuristic space cop, Lestrade, uh, who's also a lady. Was this for kids? Yeah. I was going to say, yeah. It wasn't like, <laughs> it wasn't like um, Japanese... What's that Japanese animation called? Well, that stuff that sort of people with dodgy hard drives are into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was yeah. Not, it wasn't that. No, it was, a, it was an American or maybe Canadian show. Uh-huh. I don't think it ran very uh, for very long. No, it doesn't sound that interesting. <laughs> no, no, not really. No. It's, yeah, yeah, I don't think... If you're going to get... You can't really sell Sherlock Holmes to kids by doing things like that to it. I think you no. have to sort of always maintain the, the 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 correct spirit of it. That's why when I was a kid, I was massively into young Sherlock Holmes. Yes. Which is Same. such a brilliant movie. Well, the kids should discover Sherlock Holmes like we did and be forced to watch it every week on ITV. <laughs> exactly. And and fall in love with it sort of via Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> no, I mean, or, or, or just buy amusing gifts of Jeremy Brett. Exactly. Well, you've got the best one, of course. <laughs> it's um, the thing I'm proudest of making. Yeah. It's, oh God, it's so good. Um, <laughs> But yeah, the, the the Brett series was just incredible. It was a real yeah, one well, one it, in a lifetime performance. It was definitive. You know, mm. it's it's up there with um, uh, your man's Poirot as yeah. being the. the it's, you know, Brett never got to make all of the stories. That was his ambition. Mm. But then that's I always find the, watching those later ones very tough, where Brett's clearly very ill. Yeah, the vampire one really looks really really horrible. Oh yeah, that's that's quite nasty. He yeah. also, I mean, he, he could be quite difficult to work with in terms you wanted absolute fidelity to the stories whereas i mean the stories don't really lend themselves well to the drama 
Mm. Um, but he, he wanted to treat every, every line in it like it was King Lear and do it exactly. So there was a lot of arguments with directors and writers. So yeah, they had, they had a spot of they had, they had some trouble making that series, hmm. but God, it was worth it. They're so oh good. yeah, com- completely. <laughs> also had two Watsons. Yeah, uh, well, that was a funny one as well because um, I think it works because they hmm. change over before and after the Reichenbach falls. Yes. So and also because then uh, Edward Hardwick's Watson is more he's older and a bit more weary and cynical, hmm. whereas David Burke is quite young and go-getty. Yeah. But um, yeah, David Burke left the series because. Well, partially because uh, he had a chance to go and work in London with his wife rather than be stuck up in Manchester. Hmm. And also his young son had just been born, Tom Burke, who's a brilliant actor. Hmm. You know, remember him? What's he been in? Oh, he's in everything. You'd know if you saw him. I'm going to look him up. Um, he was in, he's in that um, J.K. Rowling series. What was uh, it? Corbin yeah, Strike. Strike. Yeah. Um, but the main reason, though, that David Burke left the series was because Brett said, I'm leaving. Hmm. And then he then said, "Yeah, I'm leaving too." What? Well, you said you were. I've handed him a notice. You said you were leaving. Well, I'm not leaving. And so, yeah, there was. <laughs> yeah, Brett's Brett's mood can come and go, you know. Yeah, well, David Burke's on Tom Burke. What a career! He hmm. started off in Dragonheart: A New Beginning. Oh yes, he's a classic. Films, and then his latest film is David Fincher's latest film. Oh, he's playing Orson Welles. Wow. Yeah. I would not imagine him as Orson Welles. No. Oh, I bet that'll be good. Yes. It's, it's... I, I, I'd like to see him play Flashman. Oh, I think he has yeah. the exact look to play Flashman. But I mean, the chances of a Flashman being made is, is nil. But, yeah. you know. Oh, what, what's happened? Oh, yeah. So, so all the gold has been stolen. Yes. And Holmes uh, annoys and... the policeman because he's like, well, I, I can't do this. Hmm. Doesn't give them a reason. No, he just he just, he just blows them off. Yeah. Not like that. Not like that. Although he is no. in a park, mm. I'm, I'm told that sort of thing happens. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, so um, the next day the policemen leave angry, and the next day Holmes is annoyed. He says, "Moriarty has committed the crime of the century, and I'm mm. powerless to circumvent." Yes, mm. by by blackmailing all the robbed nations, Moriarty is going to rule the world. Mm. So yeah, it's quite a crime. So he then decides to play violin. Yeah, and Watson just stands about and tells Holmes that he's a cunt for playing the violin. <laughs> and then he's grateful to him. Yeah. <laughs> he says... Um, bloody time. Yeah, he says that he realises he needs to save the boy and save the day and the world. So he returns back into the room with his pipe and a whole bag of tobacco because he says it's going to be a four-pipe problem, which means he's going mm. to masturbate all night. <laughs> He then uh, Watson then has the comeback of the film where he says, "Take care you don't set the upholstery afire like you did that night in Ashby de la Zouche." Yeah. Mm. Everyone remembers yes. the great fire of Ashby de la Zouche. We do, but yeah, I mean, where the Golden Wonder Factory was. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Ooh, wasn't that? Uh, but uh, yes, yeah, so we get our montage, which is mm. of. Roger Moore sitting around. Yeah, smoking. It would have been better pipe. if he had the skag out, and then yeah. you, you know the dead babies could have been crawling along the ceiling and. Lager, 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 lager. Dale Winton starts <laughs> talking to his parents. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been much. I'm out my fucking box, Watson. <laughs> Choose life, Watson. Imagine the greatest orgasm you've ever had. <laughs> Times it by a hundred. You're not even close. 
<laughs> That's better than any meat injection I've ever had. <laughs> so the next day, um, he's 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 hit upon a theory that poor little Scott may have mm. unwittingly been involved in his own kidnapping because uh, that he'd have been taken by someone he trusted. Yes. He also deduces that the kidnapper was a woman. Mm. Uh, because the the nanny was attacked by someone who grabbed her by the hair yeah. and then kicked her in the shin. Kicked her in the shin, <laughs> which, yeah. Like... yeah. Which is la- a very ladylike thing to do, he says. Yeah, apparently he sounds that's, a bit that's like women f- attack um, people, apparently. Yeah, he, sounds like, he comes across a bit like um, folks for that very moment from North Sea <laughs> Hijack. A giant oh. step backwards. Um, oh, I love folks. Oh, everybody loves folks. Everyone uh, wants to be folks secretly. Not <laughs> not just because of the misogyny, just because he does not give a fuck about anything. And also, the, just the, the woolly hat and all the, the yeah. little cats and things. And the tapestry that he's always making. Oh, yes. Uh, but, uh, yeah, so he, he decides he wants to go back to see Irene. Mm. Uh, and he says to Watson, I need to question her. Would that sedative have worn off? Mm. So, what the fuck have you given her? Yeah. It was a day later. It's awful. The the way they treat people. And he says, we're going to have to go immediately. And as they leave, McNee has another good line where he looks back into the room and goes, the kippers will go cold. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we are with Watson in this film. He's just a bumbling fucking idiot. Yeah. We should also point out during this time that uh, Holmes and Watson are being tailed and observed by the most the most conspicuous spy in the world who stands out in the street wearing a very loud check suit. Mm. Looks like uh, he's come from vaudeville. Yeah, he's, he, I'm expecting him to be like, ah, oh, what's, what's going on with these nowadays, eh? Yeah. Yeah, like twirling his bowler hat up and down. Sort expecting of him to sort of kick dancing up and down the street singing, I'm so wild about Harry. <laughs> yeah, it looks ridiculous. Uh, so, but in order to throw this spy off... Mm. They utilise the uh, the acting skills of Irene Adler. Yes. By putting Holmes's hat and coat on her, mm. and that this will that Charlotte Rampling will somehow pass for the strapping six foot two actor Roger Moore. Yeah. Uh, by getting into a coach wearing his coat, but it fills the guy. Yeah. So you know maybe maybe you not know, for the first time as well. He gets fooled again a bit. Yeah, well, the guy must be blind. Yeah, he must be. He must meanwhile, be legally blind. meanwhile, Rog goes off. Rog has, Rog has asked to uh, find what was it, the best theatrical uh, uh, costumier costumier shop, so he can dress as a sort of racist Italian Peter Wingard. Yeah, so he turns up. As, yeah, he turns up as the the officer from a low low. <laughs> he gets down. He gets out of a carriage, sort of going, "Oh, not Neapolitana." Um, oh, pasta. what a mistake on a mic. Yeah. <laughs> Ravioli. Uh, he's called um, he's called the Great Bandini, and he's a sca- he's oh, escapologist. I didn't know his name. Yes, so he's got a great big trunk with him. Yes, it is very clever. Yeah, yeah. He but, says, uh, "I escape. Reason... I escape from anything." See, yeah, see. But he's uh, because he's deduced that because Scott was a fan of an opera singer. Yes. He's getting his first urges mm. uh, of the draw of the irresistible lure of the female form yeah. by watching some French lady uh, sing opera. I mean, it was exactly the same for me when I was that age. I'm, oh, yeah. I'm sure you were the two. I was really into Dame... can't remember Carita Canoa. Carita Canoa, yeah. <laughs> she sounded like she could play rugby. 
<laughs> yeah, I was a big fan of hers. Oh yeah, big big on that. Big fan of opera uh, actually because it's technically classical karaoke, isn't it? Oh yeah, completely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, I still remember the long hot summer of 1990 where mm. we could all pretend to be classy by uh, having our, the best of Pavarotti tape in the yeah, car. That Nessun was our holiday Dorma. soundtrack that year. Yeah, and was that the Scotland were involved in the World Cup that year too? Uh, yes, yeah. uh, well, only only the first round as yeah, as, usual. as usual. But yeah, we were there briefly. I mean, there are children, um, there are Scottish children now. I have no memory of Scotland competing. That's in... true. 98 was the last it's crazy, time. Crazy, isn't it? Someone said to me, in all seriousness, recently, said, "Does Scotland even have a football team?" <laughs> and I, I was, uh, I could, if I had any woad, I would have been splattering it on my face there and then. I can tell you. <laughs> it question. wasn't an English person either. Before no. anyone uh, asks him, <laughs> but yeah, the um, so yeah, opera singers. So yeah, young yeah. Scott is a fan. He's a fan. Mm. And so, so Roger Holmes tracks her down. Hmm. Yeah, we're not quite sure how. Yeah, must have asked at the theatre. But yeah, his uh, his plan is to take the unconscious, sed- sedatized, what's the word, sedative adult, yeah, Scott into a trunk and smuggle him out. I mean, who does he think he is, Kate and Jerry McCann? He's going to then do a national. That's getting cut. That's getting cut. He's then... <laughs> well, I was going to say he's going to do a um, a, you know, we, we want our Shannon to come home. <laughs> He's going to do T-shirts. <laughs> it's, all, it's all around Asda. Yeah. Holmes is such a bastard. That's the sort of thing he would do. So also, you'd be, not be surprised if Watson was then arrested for having child porn on his computer. <laughs> <laughs> the, the, I think the Shannon Matthews case was inspired by uh, the, the Norwood Builder, which is one of the Holmes short stories where a man bricks himself up in, a, in his house and pretends he's dead. Mm. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. in Jonathan Creek as well. Oh, I'm sure it is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, he, he he sneaks Scott out in the chest and brings him back to Adler's disguised as a um, handsome cab driver or cab driver, I should say. Yeah. Um, and then with the implication of that Watson and Holmes are moving into the Adler's. Yeah, they so, have their empty luggage moved in. Oh. So they can work from the hotel unobserved. Yeah, and the, the guy in the check suit sees all that and then says to the a cab that is next to him, tell Moriarty that Holmes and Watson have moved in with the Adlers. Hmm. This character as well is also a Knickers. Yeah. He's meant to be the brother of the unseen Knickers. Yes. Who is in England. Who is in England. Uh, for some reason. Who we find out is one of, is this one of the Twickenham Toffs? Oh, is he one of those gang? Yeah, one of those gangs, those yeah. roaming street gangs yeah, from Assassin's Twicken- Creed. Yeah, the Twickenham Toffs. Yeah. <laughs> they wear bowl. Oh God, that Assassin's Creed Victorian one was so shit. <laughs> bowler hats they've, and sideburns and sticks. They, yeah, they've all gone. They all they've gone very downhill, really. Although the new one is it going to be like uh, Vikings or something? Vikings, yeah, but it's going to still be a massive RPG all about your sword needs to have this number in order to hit someone. Uh, you know, they, they're not allowed. They don't want you to have fun anymore playing no. these games. Yeah. No, the first one was so much fun. Mm, yeah, the the Venetian one. That's my favorite one. But oh yeah, that was good. Mm. But anyway, yeah, but anyway, anyway. Holmes mm. and Watson, yeah. uh, because they haven't been able to spirit out mm. Scott, they are now free to work on the case of the bank job. Yes, which he solves immediately, by the way. Yeah, and um, as an audience member, I solved it immediately. Yeah. Uh, when he asks about the speed of the lift, that's pretty much the... You've solved it right then, haven't you? Mm. 
Yeah, the lift is instead of it's been tampered with, so it doesn't go to the correct floor, and the builders have made a false vault. So mm. when you go in there, it looks like it's empty. But as far as the people are concerned, they're going to the correct floor. Yes. And he solves that immediately whilst wearing a pimp hat. Yeah, it's a very good hat. It's got like a fluffy pimp hat. Yeah, it's got a sort of alpine feather in it. Yeah. But yeah, because Holmes also, because the cover is that Moriarty's men have used the digging of the subway mm. to tunnel into the vault yeah. and remove the gold. But Holmes deduces that given the weight and amount of the gold, it would take 12 days to empty it. Yeah. Uh, which would be impossible. Uh, it, it was less than twelve days between the the crime being discovered and the the previous time someone had been in there. Mm. So yeah, by confirming the depth of the sub, subway ex- excavation and observing that the lift cable still has some wrap around it, yeah, he realizes that there's yeah there's an empty one built. I mean, it's, I think it's really it's a really clever solution mm. to. Or it's just that it's in a dog shit film. Also, that's Moriarty's crime of the century, Stephen. Yeah. And Do, the century doing changing rooms. After. Yeah, doing changing rooms, yeah. It'd be better if his crime of the century was to make a floating shelf for antique teapots. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there are the teapots are broken all over the floor, Mr. Holmes. What have you done? <laughs> Your meddling has caused all my antique teapots to break. His, his crime would uh, no. His, his greatest crime would be flogging uh, hundred megabyte USB sticks to people who think that it will stop them getting five G cancer. Oh God, yeah, I saw about that for five hundred quid. I just, I am furious that I didn't think of it first. Yeah, and what were they? Just blank USB sticks with a sticker on them. Yeah, they'd put a little holographic sticker on them, but they weren't. They weren't even. They weren't even one gig. Yeah. There were a couple of meg. That's amazing. So I, I just take my several hats off to. Um, you know who was behind who, that, don't you? Uh, oh, who was that? Moriarty. Moriarty. <laughs> my crime of the century and the century before. From my base underneath O'Leary's. <laughs> don't get the wet after hope. midnight, Mr. B- oh, sorry, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> My mate bought a toaster. We go through celebrities' Amazon purchase histories so you don't have to. Keep calm and love Dom Jolly novelty keyring yeah, and fridge that. magnets. Yeah, I love that. The G-spot. <laughs> the good vibrations, guys. Green dot laser sight rifle gun scope. I've bought that quite a lot of times. Right, okay. The sex doctor's guide to keeping it hot. Ah, oh, interesting. Did another child come along nine months later? Yeah. <laughs> Loads of great apps up now and new ones dropping every Monday. That's My Mate Bought a Toaster from Great Big Al. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365 day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. So, now that's it, you put that to bed. He, um, yeah, but the film goes on for ages. The film goes on for ages because he goes home and then he goes, I'm still worried about the boy. So mm. then he decides to dress up as one of Charles Manson's gang. Yeah. <laughs> he's got this massive long beard and long hair and he's holding a sign saying the end is near. Repent mm. for the end is near. And he goes to stand next to the man in the checked suit and then decides to follow him. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then outside of Moriarty's lair confronts him and there's a wonderfully shit moment where he's, say, he's, he's saying to the guy he says Mr. Knickers I presume yeah and again then, no joke no joke. joke yeah he should have said something better and no. uh, he's pointing a gun at him and there's a wonderful shit shot where you see Moriarty open his window and just peer out and watch <laughs> could you have not done that a bit better look, look like a nosy neighbour <laughs> keep the noise down I'm doing the crime of the century in here that old, that orange order marching again, the bastards. <laughs> I'm trying to put my antique teapots on a floating shelf. <laughs> oh, no, they've fallen off. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, but Rog basically just, oh, sorry, Sherlock, for having a big mouth, has basically just confessed to Moriarty of what he's done. So he knows that Adler's got Scott again. Yeah. It's heavily hinted as well. There's a very long scene where, yeah, a sort of romantic scene between Rog and Charlotte oh, yeah. Pampling, yeah. where apparently Holmes and Adler spent a week in Montenegro, hmm. uh, which he spent inside Irene for an, an indeterminate length of time. Yeah, uh, quite why that's in there, we don't know. No, but. Yeah, they're lured to the park by Moriarty, Irene and Scott, mm. because we need to have a, a chase to end the film. Yes, they sent a telegram saying Sherlock wants to meet you in the park. Mm. And yeah, they go there and they get kidnapped. And then we get a chase with uh, cabs. The kid doesn't look at all bothered by the fact he's been kidnapped. No. he's, he's rather... Also, uh, yeah, they're chasing in the a police one of those police wagons mm. that people get locked in the back of. Yeah, uh, And... And uh, Inspector Lafferty's with them, David Huddleston. Yeah. Now, he should have been driving the cab because he can make reindeer fly. Exactly. So they'd have got him a lot quicker. It gives them crack, though. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, the way they start to go, oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> yeah. But there, eventually he confronts Moriarty back in his lair. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which he points out is an exact replica of this one in London. I see you've duplicated your London rooms. No, it's the same set. Which Moriarty says, I've got what I want. I've got the boy. Mm. Dirty. Yeah. This is him in Chinatown again, isn't it? Yeah. This is him going into the priesthood. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Controversial. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then they have a punch up. Yeah. Scott uh, kicks Moriarty in the shin. Yeah. Proving that it's not just women who do it. Sexist. Yeah. So he could have been kidnapped by a small boy. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Holmes does a suicide dive over the desk. Yeah. And they have a bit of a... And Moriarty he, uh, tries to employ his... Because tra- not only has he replicated the room, he's <laughs> replicated the exact same traps. Mm-hmm. And he tries to attack Holmes with those, as well as a sword and a dagger. Uh, so he's got all this stuff going, but yeah, he's, he's no match for strapping old Holmes. Yep. Mm. But he still lets him go. Yeah, he, he runs away yeah. uh, down a corridor with the threat of a sequel. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Watson does the one thing that is at all proactive in this movie because for some someone gets distracted and Holmes nearly falls down the trapdoor. That's right. And that's how Moriarty escapes. And so Watson comes and he helps pull Holmes out. Hmm. And that's the that's the extent of Watson's action. Yeah. In this. Yeah. Apart from drinking wasps. <laughs> um, and then. He reveals to the police the gold is still there, just as he suspected. Mm-hmm. And they say to him, aren't you going to explain how you did this? And he said, no, but I'm sure one day Dr. Watson will. <laughs> you need to do a bit better than that. Yeah. If I was the policeman, I'd say, no, I need to know, actually, now. Yeah, I need, I've got to file a report for this. Yeah. I can't just put TBA. See the Strand magazine. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So they go and see Irene Adler. And uh, he says to her, what, tell me, what are Scott's interests? And she says, music, solving problems, heroin. <laughs> 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 and we find That's out that it. Scott is his son. I mean, we've known that mm. since the first minute he said his middle name was Scott. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure her play is rubbish. We don't yeah. get to see it. No, thank God. Yeah. And then Holmes and Watson get a cab, and Watson starts, uh, then turns into leave.eu. Ah, it'll be much better when we go back to England it's much better there everything's much better there and you can live in Baker Street again and you don't have to worry about foreigners and drive on the left yeah and Jack the Ripper (laughs) good honest British murderers yeah none of this nonsense yeah yeah and the film ends yeah that's your lot that's your lot it passes 90 minutes I suppose yeah god it does (laughs) If you were in Dignitas, <laughs> it would be quite a nice thing to watch before you die, I think. Uh, would it? <laughs> After the pornography. Obviously. Yeah, because they want to have finished all the pornography. Yeah. Mm. What, what would you say, if, if I mean, taking the TV series to one side, which obviously is brilliant and the best mm. adaptation ever, film-wise, do you think there's been a good Sherlock Holmes film? I know. I don't know. Uh, I quite like the first one with Robert Downey Jr. Mm. Um, I remember really loving. I mean, I can't remember a single thing about the second one though. Uh, it was really boring. Yeah, it was and good Moriarty, but everything else. Yeah, was Moriarty rubbish. escapes, and mm. then he blows up Chernobyl, doesn't he? Yes, right. Yeah. 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 Um, what other good Holmes films are there? Well, there was the. Um, <clears throat> didn't Ian Richardson do one? Uh, oh, he did two. Uh, they, were for te- they were for television. Yeah. Uh, he had two different Watsons as well. Yeah. Um, I think one was Ronald Lacey. In fact, they were around the same time as Jeremy Brett. That's and right. I think Ian Richardson hoped that there would be a series, but then Brett's series happened, and that uh, so his didn't. And uh, he never spoke to Jeremy Brett <laughs> after mm. that. Mm. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they're they're not very good. There was the Charlton Heston one, which is appalling. Oh God! Where uh, that and there was a stage one that Charlton Heston played, where Jeremy Brett played Watson. Wow! 
Yeah, um, that ran for a long time. Um, well, well, there's the Basil Rathbone, obviously. Obviously, yeah. There's the uh, the great. Oh, I mean, his ones for radio are a lot better because they're straight adaptations. Mm. And Watson is not a simpleton in those. And people um, pronounce the H in his name. <laughs> yeah, Mister Holmes. <laughs> and there's the um, there's of course the Second World War ones as well, where mm. he's now. Fighting the Nazis. That's in fact, right. and there's one called Sherlock Holmes in Washington. That's right. And at the end, he talks about uh, how it's a horrible war, but we'll get through it, Watson. Yeah. By war bonds. Yes, basically what he says. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, oh, what was the other? There was another. There was the um, Richard Rossborough one, I want to say. The early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I wasn't a fan of that one. No. And there was one, there was a really terrible one with um, uh, Rupert Everett. Oh, yeah. The Silk Stocking. Yeah, which yeah. I, I think Rupert Everett would—he could be a brilliant Sherlock Holmes, but yeah, that was not a good adaptation. Yeah. That one, and yeah, because Richard, the Richard Roxburgh one was the Hound of the Basketballs. That's right. Yeah, uh, with Richard E. Grant as the baddie. That's right. I knew Richard E. Grant was involved somewhere. Has he ever? He should have been Sherlock Holmes, surely. Yeah, he should have been. Considering mm. he'd have the, the triumvirate, he'd have been a cult character, Doctor Who, and Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, I wonder if I he's done it for you, radio. You, he was the Scarlet Pimpernel as well, of course. Oh yeah, that, I love that show. That was good. I think I was the only person who did. No, I quite liked it as well. There was the yeah. It's funny though. There's been um, only two actors that, uh, who were Doctor Who and Sherlock Holmes, and no one's been able to do both well. Oh, Tom uh, Baker. Peter Cushy. Yeah, yeah. Tom Baker famously mm. uh, he did a version of the Hound of the Baskervilles yes. straight after Doctor Who for Barry Letts, who had cast him in Doctor Who. Mm. Uh, but it's not very good. And then, of course, Peter Cushing, who is one of the very best Sherlock Holmes. Yes, that was kind uh, of the basketballs as well, wasn't it? Yeah, and he did a TV series in the 60s oh. uh, with, um, I think it was Nigel Stock was home, was Watson in that. Wow. And um, I mean, because it's the 60s BBC, I think only something like five episodes still exist, which is a bit of a shame. That's typical. Yeah. I'm just looking to who who Watson was in the Tom Baker one. Oh, uh, was it um, Terence Rigby? I was going to see Ron- Terence Rigby. Oh, oh, I was going to see Ronald Lacey again, but yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, apparently it's just sort of it's a very sort of studio bound, slow, um, lot of talking adaptation. It looks a bit like the talents of Wen Chung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in fact, Tom Baker he did play he played Holmes and Moriarty in a play. Uh, which he said, and he talks about it in his autobiography. But he said he didn't see it as a, a success. It wasn't one of his uh, his, his favourite things. Huh. But I'd be interested in that. I'd have loved to have seen because there was the stage play as well with Jeremy Brett and yeah. Edward Hardwick, The Secret of Sherlock Holmes, mm. which I read the script for. I'd, I wish I could have seen it, but um, which, which again, it, it makes the inf- the inferral that maybe Holmes and Moriarty are the same person. Hmm. Mm. Because in the stories, no one ever meets Moriarty except for Holmes. That's interesting. So people think, did he invent him as a way of killing himself off? Is he his Tyler Durden? Yes, that's it. Make a film of that. Yeah. Yeah, that would turn up. That would be a good film. Rather than rather than constantly uh, tease us with um, Andrew... Oh, what's his name? The one in Sherlock. Oh, um, Andrew Scott. Andrew Scott, yeah, mm. that he's you know he, he blows his his brains out on screen, and they keep on at the end of every episode after it, they keep saying, "Oh, he might come back." Mm. No, he's not. No, he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> we just need to do this to make you watch the next one. So, you, what we're saying is this is probably the best Sherlock Holmes film. 
Yeah, I'd I'd rank the, I'd give I'd give this um, five stars. Yeah. Oh, actually, out, there was the Billy out, out of fifty. Out of fifty. <laughs> there was the Billy Wilder one as well, wasn't there? The Private Life. Oh, that's brilliant! That yeah. one with uh, Robert Robert Stevens. Yes, Robert Stevenson. Yes, who, that's who, excellent. Who's the that. Oh no, he didn't play Moriarty, did he? That was Eric um, Stevens. Oh, I can't remember. No, I can't remember. But uh, the, 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 that's the one with um, Christopher Lee as Mycroft Holmes. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we had to watch such a bad film. Yeah, I mean, you've. Uh, since I've been on this podcast, you've had me do The Boys in Blue with Cannon and Ball. Yeah. And Michael Caine pretending to be Stalin for six hours. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not really drawing the, the best uh, straws uh, in this. And A View to a Kill. And A View to a Kill, yeah, to be uh, fair. So you have to pay the piper <laughs> for that one. Oh, by the way, what's your, what's your favourite uh, Jeremy Brett episode? Um, oh, um, the, the Red-Headed League. Mm. Easy. It's my, it's my favorite. It's my favorite of the Conan Doyle short stories as well. Hmm. But um, yeah, that and they, they're able to do something with that to flesh it out because they introduce Moriarty into it. Because the Redheaded League is such a crazy idea yeah. that it could only have come from a mind such as Moriarty. Yeah, and it's got Tim McInerney and uh, Richard Wilson. That's it's right. Got, it's got a top cast. Top cast. Yeah, I think that's that. Yeah, it's got top cast. As oh well. wow! I, I also yeah, they have hide a very... the gold in a bin. Yeah, I have a very soft spot for the sign of four with John Four as well. That's, oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that one. one. That was made for the um, I think that was the hundredth anniversary of Sherlock Holmes. Oh, was it? So that was their that was their celebratory episode. They, they didn't try and do the five Sherlock's. No, or... they shouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah, they should have done. Is that the little pygmy guy? And that was quite scary. Ew, yeah, I remember. I remember seeing that as a kid, and it, yeah, I didn't like it. And also, yeah. John Thor with one leg freaked me out for yeah. some reason when I was a kid. Um, yeah, I was quite frightened. I didn't like going to the school toilets on my own because I thought John Thor with a wooden leg was going to be there. Yeah, and he was. That's. I'm going to have to speak to someone qualified about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right here we go. So Stephen Graham. Yes. What's your favourite James Bond film? My favourite James Bond film is. Like my serious answer, or my silly answer. I think my 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 serious answer would be probably Casino Royale, hmm. uh, which is. You know, it, it came at the right time as a relaunch, and it was just so everything in it was so brutal and nasty, hmm. and it had that real edge to it that I think you know Ian Fleming would have enjoyed. But and then, but then my silly answer would be uh, Diamonds Are Forever, mm-hmm. which is just flat out fun from start to finish. Yeah, what, and, what's what's your least favorite Bond film? Uh, I, well, last time I was on this, I I, I think I said Die Another Day, didn't I? Mm. I think I'd revise that now. Uh, because funnily enough, I remember when I listened to the first podcast you did on Die Another Day. Yeah, um, it did change my opinion on it. I could, I, I, you, 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 I forget who the guest was, but you that were was both Joel able to sort of, yeah. Yes, and you were both able to sort of pick out, yeah, things about it that were quite enjoyable. And I sort of mm. went back and looked at it again. I thought, well, yeah, okay. I mean, it was of its time, but yeah. then old Bond films are. Yeah, I think now I'd revise it to probably Spectre, which I think that's the only time, other than Quantum of Solace, that I've been absolutely bored during a, a Bond film. And what's, the, what's, the, reason it, the reason it ranks worse than Quantum of Solace is that I don't remember anything about yeah. Quantum of Solace. No. Um, but with Spectre, I remember being very, very bored. What's your least favourite Sherlock Holmes, Jeremy Brett episode? Uh, oh, one of the ones where he's nearly dead. Yeah. 
uh, where he's just looking awful and it's extremely sad to watch. Or that time in this, during the second or third series where he's um, in between series, he cut his own hair in a bout of uh, sort of depression. Hmm. Um, yeah, it's, it's quite upsetting, really. I've, I'm one of those people. I can I can never watch an actor's final film. Mm. You know when you start, especially when it's when you go back to certain uh, a, a certain generation of actors, it's normally their final film because they're very very drunk mm. and they're starting to fall down. They've probably been overdubbed because their voice is gone, and it's a very sad thing to watch. Uh, whereas my friend David, he will actively seek out the final film of every actor because he uh, he loves all that sort of thing. <laughs> David Barnes, yes, indeed. Oh, we did an episode you, a couple of weeks ago. Oh, excellent. I was yeah. about to say, you should get him on. He did Spectre. Oh, brilliant. Oh, excellent. Look forward yeah, to Yeah, I wanted to get a writer on um, mm. to try and fix it, and, and he did. It was very good. He could have done. He would have put a lot more farcical jokes in it. Yeah. And at least one person crashing through a wall. <laughs> and a character called Lazenby. Everything Barnes wrote at university had a character called Lazenby in it. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> Bond is full of... Oh, sorry. Could you give us your Bond made-up film title? Oh lord! Uh, see, I haven't thought of any any of these. Um, let's think. Uh, I'm looking out the window to try and inspiration, and nothing is coming by. I think uh, the neighborhood watch. The neighborhood watch is fine. What about yeah. what about a made up what about a made up Conan Doyle title? Ah, that would be something like uh, the adventure of the. Uh, the Adventure of the the Yew Tree Barn. <laughs> okay, good. What about a silly? So we don't want to know. Don't want to know what happens in there. We certainly don't. But we'll find out in about twenty years. <laughs> uh, uh, Bond is full of silly lady names. Have you got a silly Bond lady name? Um, what was uh, uh, my girlfriend came up with her? If she was a drag queen, her name would be uh, what was it? So Shelley Awkward. So oh, nice. That and... that's back. I think that would that would work. So, yeah. Yeah. Socially awkward. She's um, she works in a at MI6. Yeah. And she has one scene where Roger Moore flirts with her, <laughs> she's, even though she's a, she's about sixty years younger than him. You could retcon it, and that could be the name of the lady who he boob zooms. Yes. Yeah. That that seems, In fact, that's who she is. Mm. Yeah. That, that's Socially where it came awkward. From. Yeah. That's perfect. Oh, what's your favourite name in the Sherlock Holmes stories? Oh, there's so many. I think it was the one was it Grimsby Roylott that I mentioned. Mm. Uh, are these the um? Oh, what's the name of the the character in the Copper Beaches who was played by Joss Ackland? He plays a character called Jeffro Rucastle. Jeffro Rucastle. Yeah, which is a great. And he's yeah, he's so great. He he uh, hires a nanny mm. in that one. It's a Natasha Richardson, I think, who plays her. Oh. And he's, he makes her sit by the window and says, "Do you like funny stories?" <laughs> <laughs> What's, which is my, which is that's my seduction technique, I have to say. My favourite one was always, and I need to look it up to be sure. Yes, my favourite one was always J. Bez Wilson. Oh yes, mm, just the name <laughs> J. Bez. That, that, that's a brilliant Victorian name, which went sadly out of fashion. Mm. Mm. Probably quite. I right think it's a, I think it's a variant of James. Oh, is it? Yeah, but yeah, I might J. start Bez calling my Japanese. son J. Bez. I think so. Yeah. Uh, who would you have as James Bond or indeed Sherlock Holmes next? Uh, who would I have as James Bond? Um, I remember last time I was here, I said um, Adrian Lester. I oh. stick by that. Hmm. I mean, I, I'm not sure how old Adrian Lester is, but I don't care. He's 78. Uh, well, 
Fine. So was Daniel Craig. <laughs> and who would you have as Sherlock Holmes? That's a more interesting question, I think. Um, I think I think I should be Sherlock Holmes. I think you should. I'm I'm I'm, I'm tall. I'm dark haired. Uh, I always th- I never really thought of who should be Sherlock Holmes, but I always thought Miles Jupp would be a brilliant Doctor Watson. Mm. I, I always pictured him in. Uh, I, he, for all I know, he's played him, uh, but I always thought he'd be a brilliant Doctor Watson. That's a good shout, Rufus Sewell. Oh yeah, he's excellent. I, I, I'm just checking his age. He might be too old. How old is he? He's fifty-two, so yeah, he's probably too old. But so as as Bo- as Bond or as Holmes? Oh, as Holmes. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, he definitely has the. You need someone with a kind of that that kind of face, don't you? Yeah, he's, he's got that. He's got those. He's got those lived-in looks. He's a handsome mm. man, but you can tell he's been around. Mm. He's probably yeah. Start. I'm sure he hasn't, but you could imagine that he. His character has stuck some needles in his arm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, Stephen, thank you so much for going to New York with me. Yeah, it's been lovely uh, pretending to be in New York when we've, in fact, been in Southern California. Yes. Good God. <laughs> we should probably make a rule that we're never going to do a TV movie again. Yeah, well, when you first asked me to do another one, you wanted me to do, um, what was it, Adventures of a Private Eye? <laughs> or one of the, one of those British <laughs> one of the confessions comedy. movies, yeah, yeah. You are on a mission to depress me. I know. I'm sorry. I know because I, I mean it's got John Pertwee at the end with the fan falling. <laughs> oh no, it was Adventures of the Private Eye. Yes, you're right. Yeah, it was only because it had Pertwee in it. I thought we could have a a nice time, and then I actually watched a bit of it on Prime, and I was like, this is really depressing. I hope no one caught you. No, no, no I hope they did. Yeah, actually, it's probably in my viewing history now. Oh God, I hope <laughs> no one thinks I've had a wag to it. That'd be oh, really depressing. Yeah, and you'll get all the recommendations now as well because you watched two and a half minutes of Adventures of a Private Eye. I, I think we know why I watched which two and a half minutes I watched. By the way, not in a not from a <laughs> masturbatory point of view, it was to see Pertwee having a fan dropped on his penis. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, you're, like a normal man, you're not going to watch it for naked seventies uh, beauties. You're going right. to watch it for a naked John Pertwee <laughs> with his medallion. Yeah, I mean, what man, red-blooded British male, wouldn't? <laughs> What was it with Pertwee and medallions? Oh, he loved his medallion, didn't he? Did, he? didn't he? Always, he? Yeah, he wore that all the time. Oh. Yeah, I, I recently watched the entire box set of Who Done It, oh. and he wears it in that. Wow. Big, big old shirts in those as well. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's tremendous. Yeah. Well, Stephen, thank you so much. Pleasure as always, and, uh, in a way. Yeah, in a way. Well, at least we talked about other good Sherlock Holmes things. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Rog. Thanks, Rog. See you, Stephen. Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hi, I'm Keza McDonald. And I'm Ellie Gibson. And this is our new show, Extra Life. It's basically us talking to funny people about video games. When I was a kid, it was Grand Theft World. There's Sinclair ZX Spectrum. We talk about the games people remember from when they were kids and what they're playing now. Guitar Hero. The Last of Us 2. Combat on the Atari 2600. No, I love Pokemon. Anyway, find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Extra Life. GreatBigOwl.com Thank you.